All right, I think we're ready to go. So human suffering, sickness, and disease. Um, because we see in our lives that things happen. People have accidents that leave them paralyzed. Um, people are, are born, babies are born without limbs. Um, and deformities and, and people have have reactions to medicine. Sometimes they become blind and all other kind of things that happen. Uh, people get cancer and leave behind a spouse and children. These are, are some examples of, of things that we see happen in our world. Um, and it's really difficult to understand. So if we think about this question, if someone were to ask you why there is sickness, pain, and death in the world, how would you answer them? I don't know if you've ever had this kind of conversation with someone before. That, that can be a very difficult thing to try to navigate through. Um, if we look at some possible answers that we could, some things we could say, um, somebody might say that it's natural processes that have no purpose or design. This would be an an atheistic view of it, that it just stuff happens. Uh, another possible thing would be karma, uh, consequences of past actions. This is kind of an um, Eastern religion kind of thing, Hinduism, Buddhism maybe. Um, it's a result of impure desire. So there's, there's something I have done wrong or I've wanted that, that is, is not pure and therefore this has happened to me. Um, some people might point to God's lack of power. So he, maybe he's a good God. He, wants, he doesn't want it to happen, but he lacks the power to do anything about it. Um, we're going to see tonight all those answers are wrong. And, and we're going to try to jump in and talk through that. Our study says this. I thought it was, this was good. Many times people are confused... Because in the midst of painful suffering, our emotions and feelings, rather than the truth, drive our understanding. Therefore, it's important that we understand what the Bible has to say about suffering, so we are rightly prepared when suffering comes. Um, always better to be out in front and understand before it actually happens. So we're going to look at some truths from Scripture tonight and walk through these together. First thing we're going to see, God has subjected the whole world to a curse because of sin. This includes suffering, experiences sickness, disease, and death. And so we're, we'll look at a couple of verses here from Romans 8. It says, For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of Him who subjected it, in hope. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit. We groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. So here, subjected to futility um, means that th things do not work as they should. Um, there's conflict, there's disaster, there's decay, there's brokenness. 
um, in the world. In a very, and this is a, a general sense, um, as a result of the fall. And so we see here in Romans 8 that, that God is the one who has done this. It's not a result of natural processes. It's not a result of karma. God himself has done this in judgment for sin, the, the, the curse he gave in Genesis 3. We also see here in verse 23 of Romans 8 that, that even we as Christians, we deal with sickness and sadness. Um, and because of that, we look forward to when our bodies are made new. So the first thing we see is that God is the one who has done this. Second of all, in judgment. Second of all, God is right and good in all that he does. Perfectly right and perfectly good. A couple of verses here. His work is perfect, for all his ways are justice. A God of faithfulness and without impurity, just and upright is he. Also from Psalm 145, the Lord is good to all, and his mercy is over all that he has made. Um, so the curse that, that we endure because of sin is not unfair. It's not cruel on God's part. We deserve nothing good from him because we have all sinned against him. So the only kind of, of fairness from God would be eternity in hell. It's what we deserve. Anything other than that is the grace and mercy of God. So the presence of sickness and, and sadness and pain in the world does not detract from or it doesn't do away with God's goodness. Third, tonight we see God is sovereign over all suffering and all healing. A couple of examples of this in Exodus chapter 4. Then the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute, or deaf, or seeing, or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? From Deuteronomy, See now that I, even I, am he, and there is no God beside me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. God is the one who is in control of all these. True, because the Word says that this is true. Um, number four, we see in Scripture that any role that Satan may have in bringing about suffering is limited by God's sovereign rule. It's limited by His sovereign rule. And, um, we see in an example in Job. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand, only spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with loathsome sores from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And again, we don't, we don't know how this all works together or the specific role that, that Satan or demons play in, in all suffering and sickness. Much of, much of this we, hadn't been told, we have not been told about. Uh, it's a mystery to us. Um, but it does lead us to ask, when we see these kinds of things, this question. But if God is ultimately sovereign over illness, disabilities, and Satan, why, why does he allow any suffering at all? Right? Why not simply just heal everyone? Um, 
And we're going to seek to, to answer that in a minute. Um, if you remember at the beginning of the, the lesson tonight, we said that we sometimes see children born without limbs. Um, one of these is a man named Nick uh, Vujicic. I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Um, and he said this. I would obviously be elated if I had arms and legs right now. But I know that God's in full control. And I do believe that he can get, and do I believe that he can give me arms or legs? Yes, sir. I believe in a God who can do all things. But if he chooses not to give me arms and legs, I know it's for the better. That's, that's an incredible statement. And, and we look at this and we wonder, how in the world can that be? Um, it leads us to our, our next point here. God designs to display his glory in and through our suffering. He designs to display his glory in and through our suffering. So um, John chapter 9, we read this. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. So we see again here, there there was a mistaken assumption um, that was going on here. The the disciples thought there was something that that this man or his parents had done that, that had brought this on, that had brought this about. It's not the case. Uh, this was done that God might be glorified. Or another word for glorified is that he be made to look, um, another way to say it, made to look as great and as awesome as he really is. And this is going to display that. Um, in this particular situation, the way that, that God was glorified was through this miraculous healing that, that took place, but it's not the norm. Uh, more often, the glory of God is actually display, displayed by believers. When, when people see that we, we love and we worship and we desire Christ in spite of our circumstances and, and what we are experiencing. So Paul wrote this three times. I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect. In weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with my weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Um, it's a very different way of, of thinking about this it, that, that God is glorified through weakness and pain and suffering. Because in it, believers display how precious he is to them. Um, if you remember again back, um, beginning of the lesson, we talked about the, the reaction to the medicine and becoming blind. Um, that happened to a, a child named Fanny Crosby and um, grew up and became one of the greatest hymn writers to to ever live. And, and one of the hymns that she wrote is Blessed Assurance. And um, I've always thought what was so neat about the hymn was the second verse 
when she writes, visions of rapture now burst on my sight, though she was blind. She said this, If perfect earthly sight were offered me tomorrow, I would not accept it. I might not have sung hymns to the praise of God if I'd have been distracted by the beautiful and interesting things about me. What an incredible testimony. That is, because of her blindness, her focus went to God rather than to herself or to the things that were around her. So she was able to, to write this music of praise to Him. Number six, for Christians, God designs all sickness, disease, and disabilities to ultimately work for our good. Romans chapter 5, we read, Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Later on in chapter 8, Paul writes, We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. Again, our, our study says this, Suffering is a means of God's sanctifying work in our lives. It reminds us that we are weak and frail and totally dependent on God. Sickness can help us to, to focus on things that are really important and draw us away from the temporary, temporary pleasures of this world. Uh, another instance of, of sickness we talked about earlier was someone who has, has an accident and is paralyzed. And this happened to a lady named Johnny Erickson Tata. Um, she dove into uh, a place where the water was a lot more shallow than she thought it was. And so it broke her neck. And uh, after that, she was paralyzed, uh, I believe, from the neck down. And um, this is what she said. God uses suffering to purge sin from our lives, strengthen our commitment to Him, force us to depend on grace, bind us together with other believers, produce discernment, foster sensitivity, discipline our minds, spend our time wisely, stretch our hope, cause us to know Christ better, make us long for truth, lead us to repentance of sin, teach us to give thanks in time of sorrow, and increase faith and strengthen character. Again, an incredible testimony from this lady that, that had this accident and was paralyzed. Number seven, God wants His people to pray for those in the midst of suffering and to comfort them. We see a, a couple of passages here in James 5. It says, Is anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Also, 2 Corinthians, we read that, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which, he are, with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So this idea that we pray for those, we minister to those who are experiencing suffering because of sickness and disease. And number eight tonight, we see that for Christians... Sickness and suffering are only temporary. They're only temporary. Um, Romans 
chapter 8. Read it a little bit earlier, but we'll read it again. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we await eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. Philippians, in chapter 3, says, But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like His glorious body, by the power that enables Him even to subject all things to Himself. It's an incredible thing that, that for believers, this is the worst that it will ever be. Um, matter of fact, Paul writes this. He says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us, that is to come. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. So we've, we've talked tonight a lot about the reality of suffering and sickness, and I know that we have not answered all the questions about it, and nor will we be able to, but, but these principles can really help us to begin to try to understand and to think about and to process and to work through what we know to be true from God's Word, and then from that how to use these things and be able to talk to others about them. Um, so let's close tonight in a word of prayer. Father, um, so many things that we don't, we don't always understand. Um, but I thank you for your word. I thank you for, uh, again, verses we see, principles we draw, um, truth that we see that, that you might glorify yourself in and through these things in our lives. And so, Father, we pray that you'll be with us now as we we go this week, may, um, or may we seek to honor and to worship and to obey. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.